0: Turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 21 This morning we're going to be talking about authority uh, I have a, a friend that I've known most of my life uh, Who got the opportunity to go to West Point um, service in the army And uh, uh, so he told me a story one time He was in his 20s And uh, he had to go on a, a different branch of the military Onto their base And um, I, some of you have been in the military, and I thank you for serving, and, but it's a complicated world uh, for those who haven't been in the military. Um, and so he told me of this time, he's in his 20s, uh, and, and he walks on this uh, different branch military base, and he comes upon another, uh, another serviceman, and uh, they were from the Navy or the Air Force, I'm pretty sure it was Navy or Air Force, and they have a different badge system, you know what I mean by that, right? Uh, they don't all look the same. And, and so uh, he comes upon this, uh, this gentleman, and he was pretty sure he outranked him. He was pretty sure. and He, he didn't think much of it, and he walks up to him, and the guy just kind of stands there waiting for him to acknowledge his superiority to him. And uh, he stands there, and uh, the guy says, well, aren't you going to salute me? and uh he says oh do you want me to like do you want me to and uh, and they went back and forth and they had this little conversation of uh well this one right here means that i'm this and but this and they they had this conversation i can't remember how it ended up but they had a conversation of who was over who um you can imagine some of the, some of us who aren't in the military we look at that and we go how silly is that how silly is that um but there is a question of who you need to listen to in this life, isn't there? We ask it all the time. We, we ask, you, you know, we get something in the mail and it says you have to do this. And you go, is this just an advertisement that's trying to get me to do this, to fill this out? Or do I really have to do this? Who says that I have to do this? Uh, a question of authority. This morning, we're going to continue in our study of uh, the book of Matthew. And... To be honest, uh, really from start to finish, the book of Matthew is a a book about authority. It's a book about authority. It's a book who uh, is the one that you will submit to and you will listen to. Who who is the one that you will bow to, uh, not just as one who's over you, but who is the one who is king over you? And so we come to this passage and this morning we will ask this question really uh, who are you who are you and why should I listen to you uh, if you'd stand in honor of God's word I'd like to read to you um, from God's word starting at uh, chapter 21 verse 23 it says this and when he entered the temple The baptism of John, from where did it come? From heaven or from man? And they discussed it among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from man, we are afraid of the crowd. And they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. God, we ask your blessing on your word. We ask that this would not be a time that comes from humans, that comes from people, but that this would be a time where you do your work in us, that that it's your mark uh, as being the one over us, uh, that you would change us and that we would be under your authority. We thank you in Jesus' name. may be seated. Verse 23 tells us uh, what's going on, and you need to realize that as uh, chapter 21 starts off the triumphal entry into the city, Hosanna to the King of Kings, uh, that Jesus is acknowledged as the, the victor by the crowd. Even if they didn't think about it, they all got excited about who Jesus was and that he was coming into the city. From there, we see him go into the temple and we see him uh, exert authority over the temple without permission, driving out uh, those who are doing business there, driving out those who are taking advantage. And uh, then from there, we see Matthew records for us this issue of the fig tree where uh, Jesus comes to this fig tree with no fruit, and he curses it and kills it. And he shows his authority over that. And Now we we come back to the temple, uh, to the outer courts, and he is teaching. He is teaching. In the presence, and, and while he is teaching, it, it's the idea that he's about his message. And sometimes we, we struggle with this picture, and I, I'm not lo- really looking for... Uh, preaching to become this here at bear valley church but in jesus time uh, teaching was more a back and forth Uh, people would ask questions and so this wasn't necessarily rude what these leaders did as they came up to him while he was teaching uh, and kind of interrupted if you will and they ask a question of his authority when you think about the chief priests and the elders as described in this passage, you need to know that they saw themselves as the ones who guarded what is God's. They were the ones who, who, who as they saw the temple, they, they said, Well, this is God's, and we've been placed here so that we would uh, make sure nothing bad happens that we think uh, that God shouldn't have happened here as God's people and so as they looked at uh, what was going on, they saw Jesus teaching. Uh, they came up to him in the temple. And this is the, the, really the setting and the players that we have. Which brings me to my first point. Uh, they're questions. They're questions. They asked two questions. And they're really uh, very closely connected. By what authority are you doing these things? They asked and who gave you this authority? Uh, the issue of authority was big to the Jews. It was, it was huge. Uh, as I shared before, the chief, uh, the chief priests and the elders would have seen themselves as God's representation there. And that uh, they were the ones protecting uh, the temple uh, from any kind of attacks from outside. If you think back to the time of Christ and what, where he was on the earth... You realize that the Romans were over the Jews. And the Jews hated that. Hated it. It made them so angry. It was the, the thorn in their flesh every day. It was the thing that they despised. Do, do you know why they were over uh, the Jews? There was just one simple thing. Power. Power. They were more powerful than the Jews. And through military might, they were over the Jews And so it, it was this thing just simply of power that the Jews weren't strong enough to push the Romans off. Um, and so they lived underneath them. They lived underneath them, but they hated it. They hated it. Uh, and so it's this interesting thing. You'll see, and especially the Gospels and really the epistles as well, you will see over and over again that God's doing something, God's people think a certain way, uh, and then they have to submit at different times to the Romans, just simply because of their power. And so uh, there was this question of authority, you know. uh, Who gave you the authority to do this? If if it was the Romans, they're like, oh, we've got to go along with it, because they're powerful, they're over us. So there's a Roman authority. Uh, There's an authority in the temple, Um, uh, You realize that uh, not everyone can get a a place to teach in the temple. That they weren't going to, it wasn't like a a milk crate that they set up and just said, hey, whoever wants to talk, just hop up on this milk crate and you can say whatever you want to say and people will sneer and joke or whatever. It, It wasn't that kind of an environment. It was the temple. And so the question is a logical one. Who gave you permission to teach and really specifically to act this way and to do this in the temple? You have, you have permission. Um, these ones that were acting, they were acting in local authority. They were local authority, but maybe there was a question of someone greater outside the temple uh, that would have been above these. Has somebody given you permission to speak this way? It's interesting uh, that the idea of authority and really uh, originality uh, was not, authority was important, originality was, um, people were suspicious of it. In our culture today, uh, originality is like one of the greatest things ever, right? Somebody came up with a new idea. Boy, it must be better than the old ideas, right? Right? You might want to read the book of Ecclesiastes, by the way. You might want to check that out. Okay, uh, Originality in our culture today is the greatest thing ever. Uh, we think it's super. In fact, we sometimes despise old things just because. We say uh, that new is always better than old. I want to tell you in, in biblical times, and especially in the time of Christ... It was not uh, embraced. In fact, it, it was this idea that, that if someone came up with something they hadn't heard before, they ask them to footnote it, if you will. Where did you get this idea? Where did you get this teaching? Because if your teaching isn't connected to somebody else's teaching that we respected in the past, uh, we reject you. And so part of this whole discussion Uh, for these authorities in the church or in in the temple coming to Jesus questioning his teaching was, where do you get this authority? Who said you could do this? As we look at this, the question that they're asking is, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? And as we've seen what Jesus has done, triumphal entry, coming into the temple, kicking people out, cursing the fig tree. It's a logical question. Who does Jesus think he is? And as they ask the question, uh, there's another question that Jesus will respond with. And I'll show you how this, it's, uh, they ask, "Who, who do you think you are? It's almost as if Jesus says, well, who do you think you are? jesus responds to their question by asking another question classic jesus uh, the way he does things back and forth Um, as as you look at verse 24 it says that jesus replied i will ask you one question Uh, this makes for a longer conversation by the way when someone doesn't just answer clearly what, what you've asked Jesus says, I'd like to ask you a question. I, I will reply with to your question with a question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. And he says this, John's baptism. Get it stuck in your mind. Where did it come from? Was it from heaven or was it from human? From heaven or from human? John's baptism. And and so um, I, I thought about this and I go, boy, Uh Jesus does this quite a bit where they're talking about he gets a question about something right there right now that he understood it wasn't that he was confused and then Jesus grabs something way far away and it 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 seems as though he's trying to distract from the conversation he is not I I remember um uh Growing up in Southern California, and when people brought something awkward up when I was in high school, uh, uh, people from time to time would say, Well, how about them Dodgers? You know, uh, because the Dodgers weren't very good. And, uh, you know, let's talk about sports because that's too awkward of a subject. Uh, I don't want to say anything about the Dodgers right now, one way or the other. I don't want to ruin a good sermon by bringing up the Dodgers. Sorry. Um, Anyways. Uh, how about them Dodgers this is not what Jesus is doing this is not what he's doing what he's doing is he's saying let me explain to you about authority and he takes uh, these chief priests these elders who think they are in authority and he says let me explain to you both about your authority my authority and what I'm doing here okay and he brings up John the Baptist John the Baptist You think back, even in our study, and I know it's been a while since we've been there. John the Baptist, what happened when he showed up on the scene? Well, he was different. He was different, wasn't he? He didn't check in with the chief priests and the elders and say, "Uh, you know, I'm going to be holding some meetings kind of outside town. Uh, I I wanted to make sure that they, they fit with your schedule and this is the message. He didn't check in with them. He just started preaching, didn't he? and what happened many came many came and 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 what was his message what was his message it was simple repent kingdom of heaven is at hand and repent you need to change what you're doing because there's a different kingdom there's a different king you need to change and and you need to change now i want to say change now Um, and many people came many people came because they were drawn in they understood john to be something special something different and the message being different what what happened when jesus came by the way preached the same message connected with john the baptist and preached the same message why do they call him john the baptist because he baptized And this baptism was not a part of what was going on at the temple. And who did he baptize? His most famous baptism, Jesus, Jesus. And so all these things he brings up and he says, tell me about John the Baptist. Tell me about his ministry. Tell me about his baptism that he accomplished, maybe even specifically to myself. And they go, whoa, tough question. Tough question. Um, it, it it becomes you don't really get the the space in which this happens, but as is recorded by Matthew, uh, they ask him specifically. Uh, they they ask him a specific question. Jesus is a specific question, and Jesus asks them a specific question as well. Um, is John and John's message, his baptism, is it from heaven or is it just a human thing? I want to just bring up one other thing that John records for us, John, the Gospel of John in chapter 1, verse 29, that John said this, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That John identified Jesus as the sacrificial lamb, the one, the one that they were going to need. As he did this, this question pushes them into a co- corner: Is this from heaven or is this human? Well, uh, you see these leaders, and like, like I said, spatially we don't know if they go to the corner of this, te- the, the area of the temple, and they say, "Hey, let's talk about this. We got to have a good answer." Let's combine our heads together and this will be our brain trust and kick it around. and we got to get a good answer to tell Jesus. And it's a conundrum to them. It's something confusing. And, and, and they said, um, they realized that there was really one, two answers, heaven or human. And they say, well, if we say heaven, this came from God. He will then say, why didn't you believe? Why didn't you believe John? And and so believing John to know that Jesus was the one that that came, the the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. Uh, So they were struggling with that. They said, well, we can't say from heaven, from heaven. But verse 26, but if we say of human origin or from man, We are afraid of the people, for they hold that John was a prophet. They knew, they knew that he wasn't like them. They knew that he was something special. They understood that he was something special, that God had sent them with a message. And so they were like, what do we do? How do we answer this? We cannot answer from heaven, nor can we answer that he's human, just human. So in verse 27, it says they gave him a non-answer. They gave him a non-answer. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I want to tell you that's a lie. That's a lie. It's a lie. They knew the answer. They just couldn't bring themselves to say it. I want to say it this way. It's very similar. It's very similar to the agnostic lie today. When I say agnostic lie, um, I, I'm not, uh, I don't want to be unkind to those who are struggling over the things of God. But uh, I've talked to quite a few people. As a pastor, uh, there's some people that want to talk to you and uh, banter back and forth about the truth about the Bible and what's going on and what their thoughts and your thoughts. You, you run into people like that from time to time. And, and I call it the agnostic lie Because it's not simply uh, uh, a conversation about truth. It's not simply a conversation about truth. It's about implications of the truth. Implications. Now, some of you are going, what is he talking about? I I, I would like to say it plainly here. If there's a God over all, I have a problem with my life because I can no longer be in charge doing whatever I want. Uh, And and you say, well, if you don't want to answer yes to there is a God, then you have to say, no, there isn't a God, right? Uh, There's no God, and I don't need to listen to anybody who says there is a God. That's a fine answer too. There's a problem with that answer. Everything in your person tells you otherwise your person as you look at the the flesh of your hand you realize uh this just didn't happen as you you use your brain you realize that that this just didn't happen that my brain works as you're placed in a family in a community you realize that this just didn't happen and, and so you see the the fingerprints of God everywhere. And so you go, uh, I can't say there is no God. But if I say yes to God, and, and there is a God, and he's overall, that, that has implications too. And so it drives people to this, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there is a God. I don't know if there isn't a God. I don't know, you know, I, I'm just seeking, I'm just checking things out. It's interesting, most of the people that have espoused this to me, uh, they weren't too motivated uh, to find out if there truly is a God. I, I want to tell you, if, if I truly didn't have the answer, I don't know if that I'd go to sleep tonight. I think I'd seek it out. I think I'd chase it down. I think I'd cry out to this God that I don't know exists and I would would want to know. Uh, Because if there is a God, overall, there's implications. I want to tell you, this is what these leaders, this is the same type thing, the same catch that they found themselves in. Because if they said, john the baptist boy uh, he he was something special from god he 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 was something special then his message would have called to them and said repent his message would have called to them and said you need to follow the lamb of god who takes away your sins think about that and so they chose the i don't know answer i don't know answer uh, instead, the non-answer to Jesus. It was intentional. I want to say that. It was intentional because they couldn't handle the implications of either the yes or the no from heaven or from human. This may seem unusual to us, the way Jesus ties this up Uh, As he answers them He gets their answer And then he responds to that They say we don't know Verse 27 And then he says "Uh, Neither will I tell you By what authority I am doing these things Why did he say it that way Why didn't he just He says well I, I got you So let me explain this here I want to tell you why Because a king doesn't answer the questions of his subjects think about that uh, have you ever uh, gone into a, a, a big company and you you go to the, the receptionist and you you march up to the receptionist and you say i need to see who's in charge here have you ever done that i've done it a couple of times uh, and they say well who are you who are you i'm kevin bosler and you say it like it means something, right? You know, it's a game, it's a drama. I'm uh, Kevin Bosler. Tell him that Kevin Bosler is here. Oh, okay, Kevin Bosler. Um, and at times they come back and they say, uh, "So how does he know you? How does he know you?" Oh, he doesn't know me. Uh, oh, he's busy right now. He's busy right. He, he doesn't have uh, time. If you could just leave your name and number, he'll get back to you. you know. uh, there's, there's this thing. Well, you don't get, uh, you, you don't get to put the, the guy in charge on the spot. And, and, and you need to understand this, that Jesus is the king. He is the king. And so when these uh, non-kings show up in the temple, which is his temple, it's his father's house. Uh, when they show up and they say who who gives you the authority to be in here and question him he does not hand over his authority and says oh i'll bow to you O chief priests and elders because you're important here i will submit myself to you but he says no let me question you about your authority to even ask the question as we look at this this comes to conclusion this this back and forth, just to say it this way, is that they asked Jesus, Who do you think you are? And Jesus asked them back, Who do you think you are? And this morning, as we come to conclusion, I, I want to warn us about our attitude towards Jesus. There's some things that we need to bring to conclusion in our own heart and realize the danger of us being just like these chief priests, just like these these elders who thought there was something important in his temple. I have three things for you this morning for you to consider as we uh, tie up our time. The first one is this. Jesus speaks, you listen. Jesus speaks, you listen. All right. There's this thing that for us, we should be so thirsty to hear from Jesus. That as we search the scripture that we are going, I want to know him better. I want to hear his voice. I I want to see his words. I want to understand his teaching because knowing that he is the king, he has a message for me, his subject. Jesus speaks, I listen. The the, the second uh, point for us to consider this morning is just this, that in our heart that we would willingly acknowledge that Jesus has authority, that we would willingly acknowledge that Jesus has authority. And I want to say it this way, not just authority over his church, over this world, but over me, over me. I want to tell you there's uh, many things, many things that that are so great about living in this great country that we have here. There's so many things. I, I don't even know them all because this is my whole life and I take so much for granted. There's many things that are great about us living in this country, but one of them that's not is our rebellion to authority that we see ourselves as the ultimate authority. We have one vote and nobody can tell us what to do. I have rights, I have this, I have that. Nobody tells me what to do and I wanna tell you that may be true in your country, but as we consider Jesus, that we would willingly acknowledge that Jesus has authority over me. And as we understand that, we can look to our right and to our left and. Authority. Jesus has authority over my spouse, my kids, my church, my country. And lastly, I want to say it this way, that we should rejoice that Jesus is our king. We should rejoice. Rejoice. Some of, some of us look somber when we go, oh, I guess I'm not the great authority You should rejoice that you're not the great authority in your life. You should rejoice. Uh, Some of you say, well, I I like to be the boss. Don't, don't. You're going to mess up your life. And you say, how do you know? History tells us that you will mess up your life. I'm not talking about history in school. I'm talking about your own personal history. Okay? Your body bears the scars of you being in charge. I want to tell you, we should rejoice. We should rejoice that Jesus is our King. Please join with me in prayer. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the, this amazing picture of your son Jesus as he walked the face of this earth that he taught in the temple. And that he did not hand over his authority as king to any man, any man. He wasn't intimidated by the chief priests, the temple workers, the elders. He wasn't intimidated by any because he knew his position as king. God, help us to embrace your son Jesus as king. God, I know that uh, I'm amongst a people that are independent, who like to make their own decisions, like to be the boss. God, help us to humbly submit to your son, Jesus. Help us to rejoice at his position in our lives. The gift of salvation, and not just salvation, but the that he is our king and that we get to be his subjects. Cause us to rejoice. And God, as we uh, go about our week, may we humbly serve knowing that that's the best spot for us. God, do your work in us now. Do your work in your church as well as for us individually. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for being here today. You are dismissed. Make sure taken as well.